special, but uh, there's someone who is also I've known for some years now who is on I'm, is very special to uh, to me. Her name is uh, Sandra. So I just want to say hi, Sandra. We recently connected again. Um, I got so many Sandys around. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. I so many that Sandy was even confused the other day. <laughs> she asked me for that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's great. I'm so thankful that God has put these people in my lives because they are a blessing to me. Blessing works two ways. So I want to talk about the uh, belief systems again. Belief systems and Colossians two, verse five says, therefore. Um, Sorry, Colossians 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. According to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world. So empty deception would be opinion. That is it. Because opinion, there is no basis to anybody's opinion except what they think. Your experience is empty deception because just because you go through something doesn't mean that I will go through the same thing. Or even if I do go through the same thing, doesn't mean I will respond the same way. So it's empty. Anything that's full or substantive is something that you can say is universal and works for everyone. And look what he says. According to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. And in him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision made with our hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by a circumcision of Christ. So we've been talking about belief systems. And the important thing to know about these beliefs is this the only thing that is going to help you change and transform is belief in God. It cannot be a ideology, as I've said before, whether it be people, people were jumping up and down in horror about socialism. We know about Marxism. We know about capitalism, totalitarianism, all of the ism. It doesn't matter which one. They are all just belief systems. They are all just ideas from men. That is all. And, and all of them, what makes a belief system evil or good is not, in essence, the belief system, but it's the intent. God is not going to judge someone. Based, uh, oh, see that socialism you believed in? No good. He's going to, you know what he's going to be, but he's going to judge what you did with it. What was your intent? What the intent was. You've got a lot of people going around with a lot of these political belief systems. If it's a political belief system and it's only into protecting you and yours and your stuff, then you're going to get judged by God. If it's a belief system for the good of others, then you are not, because these are all opinions. A belief system, a godly belief system 
is one that will change it. You will see it. You'll see that it will work for other people. It will bless other people. It will bless everybody. But any kind of belief system where that puts one person up and takes another person down is evil, is absolutely evil. And belief systems, it's the, it's the thing about belief systems. We, the only way you can actually say that a belief system was good, if it never changed, right? If it never changed. We know there's times in history where, okay, here's an example. At one time in, in history, in the 60s, during the Vietnam War, Muhammad Ali was a pariah. In fact, he actually went to prison, right? Back then. Today is a hero. How can that happen? That's just proof that these belief systems are not stable. At one time, nobody could utter a word against Napoleon. In France, that name was like saying God. And after a certain period of time, you couldn't even, you uttered that name, you'd get the guillotine. Napoleon was exiled to a place called Elba. These things don't work. They only work for a period of time. Okay, here's an example. Socialism was the best thing in Britain right after the Second World War. But there was nothing. There was nothing right after the Second World War. In America, you talk about the British invasion of all of these musicians. Why? The British musicians are better than American ones? No. But that was the only thing to do after the Second World War. Either be a musician, uh, be part of the clergy, or work in a factory. That's why the British invasion. See, this is what I mean. This is what we have to study ideas and events in history, and they'll prove to be credible or not. See the gospel. I'm going to tell you right now, the gospel would not be the gospel if it had changed. 2,000 years ago, they preached a crucified Messiah. We still do that now. We don't add any, any prosperity on it. It's got its own prosperity with it. The reason why we are not seeing power the way we should be seeing power is because the enemy has got us tacking on our opinions. You know, <clears throat> Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, and he said, Ooh, you foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Galatians 3 verse 1. And why was that? Because they were saying that, okay, yeah, Christ's death and resurrection gets us saved. But you've also got to be circumcised too. See, that's diluting the power of God. Because you know what that's saying? That's actually saying is that Christ's death was not enough. In fact, when Paul says that I've been crucified with Christ, he says, if righteousness came by the law, then Christ's death was in vain. In other words, God made a mistake. Does that make any sense? No, it does not. It does not. You don't determine what is evil. The intent does. You could. Nobody knows how you grew up. There's people who grew up in many, many very dysfunctional ways. I... I when I was um, working for uh, in home therapy, um, there was a lot of uh, people who would uh, get uh, their meds and and actually uh, um, sell them. But why? I asked one, what, what, why would you uh, do that? Oh, my mom taught me how to do it. 
So to her, that was a form of, of, of income. That wasn't evil to her. That was a form of survival. See, this is what I mean. Nobody gets to determine what's evil and what's good. It's only God. Because goodness, goodness, love, benevolence, all of that, they, those are things that reside in God. Those are things that belong to God. God doesn't give love. God is love. Yo, you cannot get love from any other person. I don't care how nice your Aunt May is. You know what? She doesn't have access to love. Whatever goodness anyone has got, it all comes from God. James 1 verse 12 says that any good gift that comes from man, to man, it comes from heaven above. We have to understand that we can only live by the word of God. If you're living by opinion, you're playing guesswork with your life. I already did that. I already lived by opinion. It didn't work for me. And I know many people here have already lived by opinions. Here's the thing as well that um, you should always want. You should always want to check something out that someone is saying. Don't just listen to someone who is just saying, yeah, you should do this with your life. You should do that. It's only valid if it's based on the word of God. I forwarded something from someone that uh, um, sent me a message today and this person said, oh, what you, I'm seeing every, what you're telling me to do is working, but why is that? Is that based on me throwing darts at a board? No, it's based on me studying the word of God. That's what it's based on. That's why it's working. It would be throwing darts on a board. I've seen men of God say very, very ridiculous things. I know of, of a, someone who actually uh, was told by a man of God, by a pastor, to come off dialysis, and this person almost died. That's an opinion. This is what I'm saying. Is an opinion. Opinions are in politics. They're in finance. They're to do with everything. This is why we are to get our direction from God. I promise you now, on the word of God, son, on the word of God, if everybody goes through this word, and it doesn't matter, it's, it's not a race, but if you do these assignments, I can promise faithfully, your life is going to totally change. Really. This is not a religion. This is a relationship. And that's what I wanted Sandy to see with that person. Oh, I see that what you're telling me to do is working because it's based on the word of God. Marcia was, yeah, I don't think she's, she's on tonight, but she said, oh, I've noticed you give us a scripture for everything. I've got to. I've got to. Otherwise, it's just my opinion. It means now... I would be throwing darts at a board with your life. Well, you know what? You've already done that. There's a Tyler Perry movie. It's called I Can Do Bad All By Myself. You don't need me to, do, to, to help you do that. You've already done it. In fact, you know one thing that I realize is this. No one can beat me up like me. Really. No one can mess me up like me. Really. And I know no one can mess you up like you. And this is why... It's important that we get that word of God. Without the word of God, the enemy is going to deceive you. 
It's very, very, very subtle deceit. You know the kind of deceit that the enemy comes with? He doesn't come with, oh, you're five hours late. He comes with, you're five minutes late. Because you, it's just as damaging to miss a plane by five minutes as what it is to miss a plane by five hours. Just as damaging. And so it's very, very subtle. Doesn't the Bible say that the enemy roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? Yes, he does. And so what we have to do is we have to be in that word constantly. Everything, every single area of your life, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, you name it. It will help every area. It will transform your life. It will change your life. This isn't a religion. This is about you having a relationship with the Lord. And it doesn't matter where you are. You know my testimony, stage four cancer, the guy that tried to kill himself. It doesn't matter. Remember I gave you that analogy about the $6 million man, Steve Austin, a man barely alive we can rebuild him. I look at that like God saying that to every single one of you here. It can be rebuilt. It doesn't matter. what. For as bad as your life has been, that's as good as it can get. And you know what God wants to use in that? The contrast the, the contra is the change, the contrast. You know, there was a, a, a woman on um, years ago in the 90s uh, Jenny Jones, as you do these Jenny Jones makeovers. And the power of the makeover, right, was how someone looked before as opposed to how they look now, right? And that's exactly the same way when God makes your life over. That's the, what the Bible says. We overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, that's it. Look at the makeover. Jesus is the ultimate makeover. Bloody and bruised on Friday, dying on a Roman cross, and up and revigorated, and zooming around in victory on Sunday after he'd been raised up from the dead. And so here's what I'm saying now. Wherever you are in your life, if you're down, it's a good thing because there's a great opportunity now for God. The Bible tells you, consider it all joy. In fact, wherever you search in the Bible, there is not one place, regardless of your situation, that the Bible tells you you should be down. No, that's man's opinion. That is man that will tell you to be in misery. No. In fact, actually, Jeremiah wrote Lamentations and that scripture that everybody loves. I have a plan for you, says the Lord. You know, Jeremiah must have been looking around because this is in 586 BC after Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. The place is all burning down. God is telling Jeremiah to buy land because he's bringing him back. Jeremiah's writing Lamentations and he's writing Lamentations, obviously, because he's lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem. But even given all of that, there is hope. There's no such thing as hopeless with God. None. No, 
no such thing. As long as you stay on that word of God, there's an opportunity right now if you're bruised and broken to be fixed. Really, I just now look at problems as opportunities for God. And yeah, the enemy wants us to be all down and all beat up, but we need to have that attitude, although he slay me, yet will I trust him. That was the attitude that Job had. We need to have that attitude, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar, our God is able to save us. We will not bow down. But even if he doesn't save us, we still won't bow down. That's ultimate trust. Even if I don't get the outcome that I want from God, I'm still not going to bow down to your manly, opinionated ways because that's all it was. Nebuchadnezzar was serving himself just like uh, a politician that we've just had that was standing up serving himself. It's all about them. Listen, what is evil and what is good determines what the intent of it is for. If you are self-absorbed, narcissistic, lying, not caring about other people, to God, you are evil. If you are loving, self-sacrificial, you care about justice because God cares about justice. In fact, see all of the minor prophets, Hosea, Amos, all of those, those are all about social justice. Really, if people are being treated unfairly in society, God wants to know people are being treated unfairly in the temple. What did Jesus do? He turned the tables upside down because the Pharisees, who would have been the evangelicals of today, were ripping people off. God was not, Jesus was not upset with the sinners. The sinners came to him to know that they, hey, listen, we need you, Jesus. He was upset with the so-called Pharisee who didn't think that they needed anyone. He was upset with these ones who were actually saying, oh, we're not sinners. Abraham is our father. These were the ones that he was upset with. These were the ones who were so blinded by their own religiosity that even saying to Jesus, oh, we cast out demons by the ruler of the demons. That was the uh, uh, blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. That if you clearly see something that's good and you attribute that thing that is good to evil because it was the Holy Spirit that's casting out demons. If you do that, yeah, there's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Here's what we have to do. We have to let the word of God dictate which way we go in our lives. I was speaking to a client the other day and he was saying, oh, are you telling me I, I need to stop this? I said, I'm not telling you, you need to stop anything. I don't have the right to tell you. It's the word of God on the inside that will tell you. You have got your own. If you have the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, you have your own policing mechanism, your own internal police. You don't need the outer state police like me to come and tell you because you've got your own in-state police. 
that tells you what's right or what's wrong. You, a person doesn't, doesn't change behavior based on some, some instruction from the outside. It's all based on the Holy Spirit's conviction on the inside. Changing behavior is an inside job. So I said, I'm not telling you, he said, because all oh, pastors have told me I need to do this. No, it's what I am going to tell you. You need to read the word. You need to be in the word because that is the Holy Spirit that will convict you through that. But if I just tell you, don't do this anymore, I guarantee you might not do it today, but you'll just do it again tomorrow. So there's no power in that. So bringing us all the way back to the fact that don't listen to empty philosophies or opinions from man. One, one, they're based on guesswork. Two, they have no power. Three, they're not infallible, meaning, meaning that they, they, they are, it, it, it's, it's not a definite that they will work, whereas I know each time I apply the word of God, it works every single time. I don't have to say, oh, oh, I hope that this works. I know it works. I know it will work. Right? Each time we apply the word of God, it works. This is what God wants us to do. God wants us to stop going by opinion. It hasn't worked for us. God wants us to stop worshiping. Man, God wants us to be deeper than the things of this world. When Jesus came down here, all he constantly talked about was not being of this world. In fact, he even said that Satan is the God of this world. Paul called him the God of this world. Paul also called him the prince of the power of the earth. God is going to let Satan go down with it. There's nothing to save here. The only thing that there is to save is to get the people to know about the Lord Jesus Christ and get in to the lifeboat called Jesus. Get off this Titanic into the lifeboat called Jesus. This is a definite thing. It's definite that we are going to die. It's definite, definite. This place is not definite. We need to start getting ready for meeting the Lord. Really, you don't want anybody to be like those uh, uh, maids who went out to get oil for their lamps and boom, couldn't get back in. Let's start getting ready now. Really, let's start getting ready now.